Hey everyone, welcome to the Superview Show's live stream of our recap of E3, coming to you live from the J Cave. Joining me on this special occasion is Mr. Andrew Schultes, as of a birth in the chat board, if you don't know. He is back once again to talk all things video games with us tonight. How are you doing tonight, Andrew? I'm doing really good. Um, built a gaming PC recently, so that's pretty fun. Good. And playing some cool video games, you would say. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, and I'm ready to talk about uh, my thoughts and the rest of the recap for uh, this year's E3. Yeah, I am, I am feeling very good about this stream. This is something that we've talked about the last time we did a video game discussion. Mm-hmm. But this time we're actually going to do a recap of E3. I'm like, like full disclaimer on my end, I am in no way, shape, or form a video game. I, I like video games. I just don't play them. It's unfortunate. But um, there, I'm, there are way cooler people than me. He's right there. And if you have any um, uh, questions regarding E3, like what, you, what your favorite things were, you can just feel free to ask them in the chat. Yeah, definitely. And let's see. Let's, let me share my screen with all of you just to recap what's going on here. Um, that way you guys can have an idea of what's going on. We're going to do... Some stuff for E3 coverage right now as I pull up on mine. So, Andrew, what exactly happened at E3 this year? Well, first, let me just do a quick recap of what uh, did not happen uh, last year. Uh, there was no E3 last year. There of was course. Kids. So this was the first E3 um, that uh, was all virtual. It's quote unquote. Because um, last year, it was the, the event entirely was canceled. And publishers and developers did their own uh, virtual like videos, essentially. Gotcha. This year, uh, they had more of a um, live, well, not live. Uh, they did um, uh, sort of like live streams in which it was in a closed environment. There was no audiences. And they had um, just like developers and they had interviews with developers on stage, on, on a little like stage of their own making. Um, so this was, um, it was all virtual, essentially. This was not like the big in-person event, like E3 2019, where they had huge stage with thousands of people on with a giant screen. Now this was very self-contained E3 due to the COVID regulations and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so with that being said, um, the event sort of started unofficially the Thursday, I believe the 10th, let me just pull up my calendar. I have a... I had a calendar going of what events, the ones I, the big ones I wanted to see. So, um, I believe, yes, uh, Thursday, June 10th was the quote unquote summer of games fest. The star okay. was, um, a guy named Jeff Keeley. He's big in the video game industry as a, uh, like announcer. He has his own, every, he hosts every year at the end of the year, a video game awards ceremony where it's like a, um, it's sort of like the Oscars for video game. He hosts that and it's like his organization. So he did, um, this little thing called uh, the Summer Games Festival that started two days before the official E3 start. And this was mainly like the unofficial kickoff to the event. And um, this was, um, it talked about, it, it, was, it was very, it had a very diverse thing. Uh, one thing I want to mention about this E3 was that um, it wasn't all that good. <laughs> um, Okay. It, it was over the. It was all over the place. There, there were some developers and stuff that had really good conferences. The others that did not. Um, so the Summer of Games Fest didn't pertain to one developer or publisher. It was a giant like conglomerate of stuff. There was um, 
we had developers that were originally that made Call of Duty games. They showed up. Uh, they had a bunch of indie developers there at the um, at the showcase for this. But the um, the biggest thing for me personally, I believe a lot of people uh, was the reveal. The finally a gameplay reveal of the next um, from software game called Elden Ring. This is a game that got announced back in 2017, I believe. No, no, not 2017, 2019. Yeah, and um, it finally we finally got to see gameplay for it, and I, it's a day one purchase for me. I'm really excited for this game. For those who are, are not aware, this is made by the guys that did Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro: Shadow Side twice, but this time has a collaboration with George R. R. Martin, the guy who did Game of Thrones. So what happened here was that he, George R. R. Martin, he made like, basically made an outline of the uh, the lore and like the story of this game, and then he gave it to the developers to take from there. And I'm very excited to see what this game is. It's probably the, my, personally my biggest reveal, uh, my biggest like excitement part for this, uh, for this upcoming year. It comes out next year in January, I believe the 22nd of January. So I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to that one, um, mm-hmm. because the From Software games they, they are, they are a very solid uh, group of developers. They know how to make a good game, essentially. Um, then for the uh, oh, I've got one thing prior. Um, th- th- I'm gonna probably spend a lot of time talking about this one because this is, I I'm very un um, not sure what to say about this right now. But a couple days before the Summer Games Festival, one studio uh, decided to reveal, do like a cinematic reveal, no gameplay, just cinematic reveal for the next upcoming game. And that was DICE. They did Battlefield. Next Battlefield game is called 2042. That's the name of it right here. And that means the year the game takes place is 2042. It's it's set in the near future, which I am 100% down for. has a modern setting, which sounds great. The only problem is, it's like they went and changed the like main formula of the game for me. It's like they have this. The, so in, let me let me give you a recap because in the Battlefield franchise, um, uh, twenty forty two, yeah, that one is the top one. Sorry about that. Um, so the, the main thing in the Battlefield franchise is that it's uh. It's not supposed to be realistic or anything. No one cares about the realism in these games. They're they're a first person shooter, um, and they have this, they're no they always have this class based system in which you have you have this four different classes you can play as usually five in some instances, in which it's like you play as a medic, you play as an assault, a support, and a recon. Each one has its own role because you're then placed in the squad. And you basically go and capture objectives and stuff. This game, they are getting rid of that system and replacing it with what appears to be like a hero shooter type Rainbow Six inspired specialist system. Which, and I'm going to be completely honest, if I want to play a hero shooter or a specialist type combat system, I'm just going to play a different game. I like there's so many other games that do that. There's Rainbow Six Siege. There's um. That's actually Rainbow Six Siege was their quote unquote main inspiration for this new system. And I just don't agree with that in sort of a battlefield setting. 
Um, and then for games like Apex Legends, where it's made by it's it's made by it's published by EA. It's another EA company. Same thing with Dice. It's just like they copied their own like other studio because there's this one guy in this in because they showed a gameplay trailer a couple of days later after they did a real a reveal trailer. You show one guy that has like a grapple hook, and it's like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm fine with grapple hooks. I love grapple hooks. The fact is, is just like, it's just like a character from Apex Legends. Like, why would I want to play as a character from Apex Legends when I could just in in a battlefield game? If if I want to play as a character from Apex Legends, I'll just go play Apex Legends instead. It's it's a weird system. I don't know why they decided to change it. Um, it's so I was. In short, like long story short, I was hyped for about an hour after the cinematic reveal trailer for this game came out, because I was like, "Oh, it's, it's going to look amazing and everything." And then after the trailer came out, these articles came out talking about how the game works and all that stuff. And then I just read about the specialist system, and it's like, why did they get rid of this the classes and stuff like that? And then it's the, and then the worst part about it is like in battlefield 4 for example a game came out back in 2013 i've been playing it recently on my own computer is that um you're, you're set in the it's like u.s versus russia versus china essentially those are the teams you can play as and so when you're playing as the u.s you can clearly see oh yeah that's a russian guy over there yeah it's like a russian uniform on like it's like you can clearly tell who's who essentially I fear that that's not going to happen in Battlefield 2042 because every side like you play as is going to have access to the same characters and not going to have their own like uh, unique appearance per team you play as. It's because it's like they have this U.S. team and they have a Russian team. Then they have this thing called like the Notepads, which is where these specialist characters come in, and. From what I gather, you only you're only gonna play as these quote unquote notepads. And it's honestly I don't understand why they are doing it. Um this is <laughs> earlier was it uh, la- last time we did a video game discussion, I remember Kyle was a big fan of this franchise. I kinda wanna talk to him about it and see what he thought about it. Yeah, unfortunately Kyle could not be here tonight, but that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's like everything about this game, like I was excited for. And then it's just like that one change in the system, I'm just like, why did they do this? Doesn't make much sense to me, honestly. Um, other than that, that was that's my main like criticism with Battlefield right now. I mean, I was I was originally gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be a day one purchase for me. But now it's more like, uh, it's either I'm gonna wait till it comes out for free for like a PlayStation Plus subscription, or mm-hmm. I, I want to give it a fair chance and get like a um. And play the beta, like a beta test for it, and see what that game plays like. If it's, if the game still plays good, and like my worries are 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 basically um pushed off to the side. If it's like okay, the game's good, I might actually then buy it. But at, at this moment, I am really concerned for this game, unfortunately. And I know a lot of people are very excited for this game, so it's mainly yeah. my personal preference, honestly. I think at this point. There's someone I, I, I work with outside of the Superview show who's actually a big fan of Battlefield. And he's like, and he, I wish, I wish he was here listening to this or watching this, but um, he, he's a big fan of Battlefield too. And I don't know, he, I just, he was saying some stuff about it. And I, you know, 
I mean, like, like I said, guys, I don't really know a lot about games, but this is why I have the infamous Andrew Schultz here. So, so, anyways, continue. My bad. Uh, yeah. So then, basically, as I said, they they showed a gameplay trailer. The gameplay looks like clean. It's going to be the biggest battlefield yet, meaning it's going to you're going to play with 128 other people per match. Wow. So Even right, I know that's crazy. Right now, uh, say if I were to play Battlefield 4, Battlefield 5, or Battlefield 1, the max amount of players you can play with is 64. That means two teams of 32. The 32 people on your side, 32 people on the other side. And that's still a lot of people. Yeah. Now, the um, for PlayStation 5 owners, Xbox Series X owners, and PC players, they all get access to that full 128-player lobbies. And I feel that's going to be like, it, that's massive. I'm really looking forward to see how they do that. Um, I'm just concerned with like that specialist system because when you get rid of classes, you get rid of sort of like a balanced thing because in the other Battlefield games, the classes are what balance the game, right? Because in Battlefield 4, for example, only one class has access to rocket launchers, the engineer class. And you can put, like, I believe, like C4. Like you get like a C4 gadget that you can put on other classes after you progress them and play them for a long time. But only one class can have access to a rocket launcher, and that's the engineer. And those things are great for taking out helicopters and tanks and other armored vehicles. Now, in Battlefield 2042, with a specialist system, they are getting rid of classes and allowing everyone to have a rocket launcher, essentially. So what I fear is it's like, all right, yeah, I just spawned in a tank in Battlefield 2140, in 2042. I'm going to go and try to capture this point. And next thing you know, every enemy in my vicinity has a rocket launcher and I don't get to use my tank, essentially. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's – I'm honestly worried about how they are going to balance those things. If it was the regular class system, it would be easy. You didn't have much to worry about because only one class has access to – the um the other rocket launcher sort of like the, also how the medic is the only class that can revive players outside of your squad for example but now if like okay i just play as this one character and now i can revive everybody mm. it, and it doesn't which is like sort of like the medic from you know other battlefield games the only problem is i could be a medic now who can revive everybody and also have a rocket launcher to take down tanks it doesn't like it it's it's a weird balance that I'm not too keen on. Um, yeah, it just yeah. It, it does sound a little like confusing compared to most. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's a bit overly complicated. I feel like they could have just like copied. I would I I would I would not mind if they just copied and pasted the same like class loadout like the the class system. From all the Battlefield games, I would be completely fine if they did that. But no, they had to do this weird change up, and honestly, I don't think it was worth it. I don't know. I have to wait until see they announce like a public uh, beta or something like that that I can play the game early before I like buy it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so moving on from that, um, yeah. The main uh, after was he. The, the summer of Games Fest, they, um, I believe, 
uh, Ubisoft, they had theirs on the Saturday after the Summer Games Fest. I believe that was the 12th. Um, I'm not too big on Ubisoft titles, um, but they have games like Assassin's Creed. They own the Tom Clancy license. Um, okay. They they did not show anything really new, uh, other than stuff we've seen before. Like they showed off some far more Far Cry Six. We've seen that already. Um, yeah. We sh- they shown off a like a new Tom Clancy like zombie game or something. Not zombie game. It's 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 a weird uh, thing. Honestly, Ubisoft is weird with this Tom Clancy title because. <laughs> They just attach that to everything, the Tom Clancy like brand. It has it has like nothing to do with like Tom Clancy, I don't think anymore. Mm-hmm. They just it's just a it's just a brand that they just throw and attach things to. And like there are good like Tom Clancy games that they've made. Like everyone wants a new like splinter uh, splinter cell game. It's like you play as it's a stealth game made in the Tom Clancy universe. They play as a um, guy named Sam Fisher. There has not been a game since like 2012, I believe. And they just not make they're not making a new one. It hasn't been like a new one in years. Um, there was a I think like the character made a cameo in one of their spin-off games, but other than that, there's been no like main Splinter Cell like franchise edition. Um, one game that was look that did look cool at Ubisoft was um this game called Riders Republic. Um, it's basically a, so let me give you a little quick story. A, a couple of years back, they came out, they came out with this game called steep. It's a snowboarding skiing. It's, it's, a, it's a winter game. Essentially you can snowboard, ski down mountains that you can paraglide and as well as like wingsuit stuff. It was a, it was a pretty cool title. It has a novelty to it, but I feel like that novelty wore out after a while because you know, you just snowboard and stuff like this. Riders Republic on the other hand is like, if they took steep but then added in a bunch of other sports like bicycling like downhill mountain biking motorcycling and all this other fun stuff it actually looks quite intense at some points because you're playing with like 50 other players it's it's really cool looking like how many how many other people you'll be with in this game so it's it's kind of cool they still have like snowboarding and skiing stuff but now it's like they included biking and it's honestly kind of interesting um if that game's ever on like the the PS Plus subscription where you can get games for free for like a month, I I might definitely like pick that one up and take a look at it. And the, the graphics look pretty good too. Oh yeah, so yeah, so the next gen graphics are really good looking. Um, because the only issue is is just getting a system that can run next gen level uh, graphics. It, like there's a shortage of them right now, so they're really hard to get. But the games look the games are looking good. Um. Ubisoft interestingly ended their uh, their stream with a really unique announcement. Um, the, so um, they are working on a Avatar game, like the Blue People. Yeah, James Cameron Avatar is getting a video game. Is it called Republic City by chance? No, uh, that's probably from like the Last Airbender or something like that. Oh, you're right. My bad. Yeah, so let's, uh, look at like Avatar. Yeah, video game. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so the one like top left corner from the the Verge. Yeah, that's um, that was from the from the reveal trailer. They showed uh-huh. they made a new game engine 
for like so he could run like next gen so it's only going to be on next gen consoles okay um there's not there's been no gameplay yet so any of these gameplay images that you're seeing right now are not from it they only showed off the cinematic trailer for it, it i mean looks, the, the, yeah the, so the, so that's an in-engine like like shot from the trailer essentially um they didn't show any gameplay it's just like i had no idea uh that they were working on something like this because like when was the last time you thought oh yes i want to play an avatar video game from the james cameron universe <laughs> right but hey it looks nice at least now the graphics look incredible yeah, like I said, it's a new uh, engine they made to run their games in. Um, and then they, made, they made it solely for this game. So that's uh, the point of why they showed it off last. That's cool. It looks great, though, seriously. Yeah. Um, so moving on was to the, the, big, the big day Sunday with uh, Microsoft and Bethesda. Now... Uh, a couple months ago, or at least, uh, yeah, I think a couple months at this point, uh, Microsoft Corporation had bought uh, publisher Bethesda and all their titles. So now they um, they did a joint conference where they are there together, and okay. they started off with a reveal uh, for their game Starfield uh, by Bethesda. Bethesda started off first. Now uh, Starfield is going to be exclusive to uh xbox and pc and they didn't show any gameplay about it uh and um i really don't know what the game is about per se other than the fact that it's a bethesda game set in space and it, it they're not copying like other games that try that before i don't think it looks like it's more of a realistic type of uh space thing because when bethesda they're known for fallout elder scrolls stuff like that and i feel like they have like a sort of like their own unique style to how they approach things because i feel like when you, you can tell when a game is made by bethesda like they have like some sort of like wacky i think this not the term i'm looking for but like they, they have that unique look to it this game though starfield looks to be um not like that it looks to be more like a um like I said, realistic. I'm not sure if that's the right term for this as well. But um, the game is set to come out next year in late November. So it's it's still a ways away. So I, I don't think we will see any gameplay until next year. Um, and then... Let's see, what else was... Oh, so, oh, and also a while back, um, there's this game that came out called Sea of Thieves. So this game is a, like a pirate multiplayer game. They play as pirates and everything. They have this. They, they announced this weird collaboration with Disney, in which Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean is uh, in the game now. It's like wow. they have this new expansion. It was honestly a pleasant surprise because um, I no one was like no no one saw it coming. Essentially, it was just like, oh okay yeah why not at this point it's like something you didn't see coming but you like you're like you you're probably fine what's happening anyway now i've never played sea of thieves before um but i know it's it has its it has its moments essentially 
Um, I mean, so it looks it, cool. It, it looks cool, yeah. And like, it's it's meant to be played with friends. Like, it's not meant to be played solo. So, um, you basically play as friends. You you pretend you're pirates, and that's about it. And now yeah. they add they add in a um entire element with like the the pirates of the Caribbean stuff, and it's actually kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Johnny Depp's gonna come back in voice. <laughs> I don't think he did because in the trailer they actually showed off Captain Jack. You know, like he was talking and everything. And I don't think he actually voiced him. I'm not sure. Okay, I was wasn't sure either. So, um, let's see. Uh, I think the one of the biggest things from Microsoft. Um, actually, wait. Uh, before I talk about this next title, I want to talk about this other game called uh, Stalker Two. It's a sequel um, to a... Yes, that, right there. Gotcha. So this game looks very interesting. It looks very good, too. Like, graphically, it's insane. Um, supposedly, this has been, like, a long-awaited sequel. It's... Um, I'm not sure how it's based off the uh, Stalker movie, but I know it's sort of set in that universe. Um it looks very nice, I must say, the gameplay-wise. It's very smooth, very good-looking. And, um, and I was watching this with my brother like when they, sh- they show off a trailer for, like, a gameplay trailer for it. And, like, he's actually following along with, like, oh, they're doing this thing. They, they ha- they're, they're throwing, like, these metal bolts, like, out just to, like, know where to walk and where not to walk. And, like, oh, yeah, they do that in the movie. So, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but one of the cool things about this, it was like that this was like, I guess, in development for such a long time and no one's heard a thing about it until now. So that's really cool to think. Yeah. Um, it looks cool too, just by the look of it. Oh yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah. The bottom left corner, that's an actual like gameplay, uh, screenshot from the trailer. Nice. Uh, once it loads in. And the trailer for it was really cool looking. It's it's set in Russia, as you can guess, during the in the in Chernobyl, as the name suggests. I have no idea what else the game is for, like what the story is about. It seems um, what I remember, and it's. I I never saw this the movie Stalker, but I did um, my, my brother did tell me about it, and also there's some real life stuff tied to that name. Um, I believe Stalkers are like. They're guides, sort of, through the Chernobyl like, exclusion zone, essentially. Okay. I'm not, I'm not too sure. So I might be interested in looking at this game when it comes out. It definitely looks very nice. I know I, I have a friend who was very excited when this was shown off. Um, let's see. Now, um, nice. The next, the, the, the biggest title, uh, probably from the Xbox showcase, was uh, Halo Infinite. Um, this was um, Cortana. No, just Halo Infinite. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, Infinite is the uh, the subtitle. Okay. So this is the I'm not sure if it's the final installment in the Halo franchise, but it's the newest one story wise. It takes place after five. Um, nice. The, it's very nice looking. I must say it. They went back to the old art style that was known for Halo because uh, Halo Five had this weird armor design and art style that not a lot of people liked. 
So this one, they're going back to like the old Halo 3 design. And they show they show off a, like a story trailer um, that looks that looked pretty cool. But then the main thing was that uh, they showed off a multiplayer trailer because one of the main aspects of Halo that makes it well known is the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And it looks really fun, I must say. And then the crazy thought part about it is that it's free to play. That's it right right there. So when you so that means you don't have to buy Halo Infinite to play the multiplayer. It's it, it comes as a separate package essentially. Um, That's great. The only problem I, I can see that happening though is that when you buy Halo Infinite, you're only buying the story essentially. That means that like that means the story has to be really good to make up for the price to, to purchase it. Otherwise, because you know in other games you buy the Halo like Halo Three for example, you buy Halo Three. And then you get the multiplayer with it. You, you, that's how you get the multiplayer. You have to buy the game. Now, in Halo Infinite, a story that has to be really good in order to warrant that, okay, I, I'll pay full price for this, essentially. But the multiplayer itself looks really fun, and I'm glad I have a PC to play. But honestly, um, the main thing with this E3 actually got me going was um, the fact that I, I'm actually kind of tempted to buy a microsoft like xbox console because i'm i'm normally a playstation guy i have a play ps4 and i basically i have never owned an xbox before in my life and now this is this year with microsoft they showed off a really good line of titles that honestly is just like i'm kind of tempted to buy an xbox and go to a different uh platform essentially because right now Sony Sony didn't I'm just gonna say right here, Sony did not do anything for E3. They had no press conference, nothing like that, no live stream talking about upcoming games. They were very quiet about it. I'm not sure why. Interesting. I feel like I feel like they had the the sort of arrogant per se. It's just like yeah, we're too good to show up for E3, and it's just like oh okay, you 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 guys do that, all right. But it's just like. Sony not being there and not showing off any titles does not get me excited to buy a PS5. It doesn't give me much reason to. Microsoft actually showing off games that I want to play makes me actually kind of want to go out and buy a Xbox One or an Xbox Series X. That's <laughs> that's one thing with Xbox is like their titles are so weird. I mean, even though I, I just said I, I don't like, I, I don't know what to get for PS5. The name PS5 is just so simple, and how PlayStation names their get, like consoles: PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, and he got Xbox over here was Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and our newest one Xbox Series X. Like, why can't they just name it like one to five at this point? It's so weird. I completely agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, in the multiplayer, like I said, it's gonna be free to play. It's gonna be. It looks really fun to play as, and also that you can customize your character so well in it by the looks of it. Um, now, after uh, they showed off Infinite, there was one other game that really got me thinking, oh, I kind of want to get an Xbox, was um, they showed off the next Forza Horizon game, Forza Horizon 5. This is, um, is it, it's, I know uh, your friend Jake's the car guy, he showed me this before. Forza Horizon Five, you said, right? Yes, five. Okay, got this it. is it's a it's a car game, it's a racing game. Ah, uh, Jake, good guy. It's a um, 
it's not a simulator or for at least the horizon games the simulator um horizon's more of a arcade simulator whereas forza motorsport is their hardcore simulator this game um uh, it's set in mexico as it, it as the last one was set in britain um but it looks phenomenal it has such a diverse like locales essentially you have like deserts you got a volcano mountain like with snow on it you have long highways it just looks absolutely incredible and uh, i'm really tempted to buy i already have a wish list to my account on steam because like i'm tempted to buy this game when it comes out i really want to play it because i've been wanting to play forza for a while now but like i know i figured they were announcing they because I know I heard some leaks back before, like a couple months back, saying like, "Oh yeah, they're working on five right now. It's going to be um, open, like sort of like it's going to be set in Mexico." And I'm like, "Okay, well if they're going, if if five is going to be coming out soon, I probably don't want to buy four right now. I'll probably wait till five. And I'm kind of glad I wait until five because this game looks really, really good. Um, and also, there's a one thing is that it's a big emphasis on off-road vehicles. It's really cool. So you have like you have like the new Ford Bronco in there. It's, and you have all these like Jeeps and off-road cars. But then you have like you have these roads that are like those long highways for like the fast like hypercars. And it's like that's what I want to try to do. I want to make like a drift car or something like that. It looks really fun, and the game looks absolutely incredible. So this, the level of detail they added to um the location is really good. Honestly, really impressed with it. Um. That was my main takeaway for the Microsoft conference. They sure, I, of course, they, they talked about much more than um, what I talked about. Um, Audrey, um, a game that I didn't play, they, they announced a sequel to the game called Outer Worlds. So Outer Worlds 2 got announced. Um, I never played the first one. I know, I know a friends, I have friends, my oldest brother, he played the first one. They liked it. Um, this is made by Obsidian Entertainment and Obsidian is known for a for like making they did Kotor 2 for example they've done uh Fallout New Vegas basically they they've stepped in they in Bethesda have this weird relationship because honestly when Bethesda came out and made Fallout 76 everyone hated it and they think it was it was really bad and still is pretty bad um out they Obsidian came out and announced, hey guys, check out this uh, RPG we're making. It's basically Fallout in space and everyone loved it. So it's like, oh yeah. So basically, it's like when anything Obsidian related comes out, it's, it's basically a better Bethesda, essentially. They're, it's honestly kind of funny. And now they, they announced a sequel to Outer Worlds. Um, so that's pretty cool. I, I never played the first one, as I said, but um, I know a bunch of people were very excited for uh, this game um that yeah that was uh and then they showed off some uh dlc updates for 76 no one yeah that's it's fallout 76 so it, take from that what you will um can't remember what else they had uh, the some of the main titles like people were hoping for from bethesda uh were not there everyone want like people wanted a um Wanted to see the, what the next Elder Scrolls game looks like. Um, that's probably still years and years away from ever being shown. Yeah. Um, 
there was no mention of the Indiana Jones game that Bethesda is working on. So that's, Damn it. Us, that's still that's still years and years away. Um, and then there was no mention of um, it's other game that Obsidian Entertainment uh, is working on. That is pretty much Obsidian's version of the Elder Scrolls. As I said, they, they just make but Obsidian just makes better Bethesda games essentially. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much uh, my take with Microsoft. The biggest, the, the big things was them. As I said, Halo Infinite uh, and Forza Horizon Five surprisingly were, were my uh, big takeaways from that game because they, they they both look really good. Um, after, there were some after Microsoft, there was some pretty bad press conferences. Um, I don't really want to talk about them too much. I didn't really watch them other than the, a couple of minutes of the. Square Enix one. Uh, Square Enix, they're a, a Japanese developer. They make a lot of J, uh, Japan, um, uh, role-playing games. Uh, the One of the more recent games was that Marvel Avengers game that came out that didn't do well. Um, they announced now they made a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, they showed off, from what I remember, they showed off a lot of uh, gameplay from that one. That one seems to be different from the Avengers game in which it's going to be purely single player. It's it's mainly just a single player story rather than uh, Avengers having this weird like multiplayer aspect to it. So yeah, they showed off a lot of it. People were actually kind of excited for this one. It looks okay from what I can tell. Um, I didn't watch too much of the, uh, the Square Enix one to warrant um, being excited for it. But if it's good, I guess it's good. Um, then, uh, they, sh- they did not show off, um, Final Fantasy 16 trailer, which I'm, I want to try out sometime, but they didn't show off that. Uh, there weren't much, like I said, after, other than the main ones, there weren't any good press conferences. I said, this, as I said, E3 this year was kind of bad because it's, it's the first year, like getting back into it. Um, games are still slowly coming out. I think next year is going to be much better because we'll have a bigger library at that point and focus will be entirely on next generation games instead of uh, keeping it limited to uh, previous gen. Um, oh, actually, I just remember something from the Microsoft uh, showcase. It's, um, it's a side-scrolling game called Replaced, I believe. It's a, um, yeah, that, that one right there. It's, it looks really cool looking. It's a, it has this pixel art as, uh, aesthetic so it's a 2D side scroller. I think it looks like it seems to be like a beat 'em up. It just one of those games that looks very interesting, and I love the art style for it. Um, I'm I probably will buy this when it comes out because it looks really cool. And then all right, back, back to the main thing. Um, Monday was not mentioned, not much, no while, but Tuesday was the last day of E3, and this is when he had Nintendo. Uh, show up and I want to see what did Nintendo start with Audrey um so Nintendo started they're basically like Nintendo's usually always last when it comes to E3 they always like go last because people a lot of people sleep on them like only Nintendo fans sort of like really care about them at this point I still watch them for the fact that some school new games um so they started with a uh, Smash Fighter reveal. It's gonna, it's a um, character from uh, Tekken. Um, 
it's uh i don't remember the name of it i think it's kazuya or something like that it's it's I, i've never played tekken before a lot of you can tell from the internet's reaction when he was announced that a lot of people also didn't play the game before but it's a cool representation for that uh franchise because essentially uh the super smash bros ultimate is like a way to represent other franchises i guess you could say so it's, it's a cool way to get like indie game representation as well as um uh, support of like other franchises and characters um so that's that was a cool addition that i was fine with um one of the the big takeaways from uh the nintendo presentation was uh this game called metroid dread now a couple years back they announced that they uh, back in 2017 uh four years ago they announced they were working on Metroid Prime 4. Now, we haven't heard anything about that like since uh, until two years ago, they announced that, hey, um, we're not canceling the game. We're giving it back to a different development studio that actually worked on the first Metroid Prime games, one through three. So uh, re- development re- basically restarted. But we have this new game called Metroid Dread uh, that is um, they, they they showed off. Now Dread is has an even more interesting story than Prime Four, because this was um this game was announced 19 years ago, and they tried working on it, but the hardware did not was not physically capable of running the game. Really? And, yeah. So it it was essentially canceled, and now. 15 years later, they came out and said, hey, we're actually making this game now. It's, it's like the fifth installment of the franchise. It's the first the two, first brand new Metroid game in 15 years. Uh, and here's like a tr- gameplay trailer for it. And um, this is going to be, a, I can tell, this is going to be a day one purchase for me because I, I, I really like this franchise, I must say. Um, I played uh, Super Metroid on the N- SNES. My main, my main um, introduction to this franchise was through Metroid Prime, which is a first-person shooter. Yeah, but the other games were known to be 2D side-scrollers. And that's what the Metroid Dread is going to be. Metroid Dread's 2D side-scroller. But it was a modern taste to it. And I'm very excited to play it because it's also a new Metroid game. I'm definitely looking forward to be playing this day one. And it comes out this year, too, like late in October. So it's not that far away. So that's really cool. That's that's like, that's one thing cool with Nintendo. Usually they like to um they they like to really like show off games that they they like to have these game trailers show off and then like they always surprise people with like oh yeah it's gonna come out later this year. Like usually in Nintendo they still have games that are like oh yeah, uh, we're working on it right here, it's gonna come out like a couple of years from now essentially. But like I always love it when game developers in general does it show off a game trailer that looks really cool? And then they say, oh, yeah, it's going to be, be available later this year for you to buy. And it's like, that's really cool. I love it when they, like, no, 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 you don't have to wait that long. Um, other games that they announced, uh, they, they announced the remastering another, like, another dead franchise they had called Advanced Wars. Um, this was like a, it started on like the Game Boy. It's a little uh, like strategy game that is, it, have, it was on the Game Boy. It was on the DS. 
they haven't touched the franchise and again like probably around 19 years they haven't touched this game and now they're remastering one and two so i'm like okay that's another big purchase for me because no one has ever um everyone has been like wanting a game uh one of these franchises to come back what was game the franchise to come back and now they're finally like remastering one and two so now they're like oh Maybe since the remastering one and two, they'll actually make another installment in the franchise if this one sells well. So that's really cool. So I'm looking forward to playing that. It's just a, a cute little strategy game, essentially. Um, and now uh, the last big reveal from Nintendo was um, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, essentially. I don't think there's a subtitle for it yet. It's just Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. That's what everyone's calling it. Um, so... Zelda, Legend of Zelda is one of Nintendo's biggest franchises. It's one of the games that put them, or franchises that put them on the spot, essentially. And uh, Breath of the Wild came out back in 2017. It was a launch title for the Nintendo Switch. And it was, it, the main point of that game was that, or selling point was that it was a massive open world. And this one is a sequel to it. And no one's, not many people know what the story of this is yet, but it's, it still looks really fun to play. Um, I'm very interested to see where this goes. They didn't give a release date for this one, but they announced that it was going to be coming out. They gave a release window. It was going to be coming out in 2022. So still, it's still at least a year away. And um, given what the pandemic holds, it might be delayed even further. Who knows? But it's still cool they showed off more gameplay for it. So it looks very interesting. I'm excited to see what they do with it. So yeah, that was the main uh, developers so far um, for E3. Uh, one thing I, I want to mention is that they, as I said earlier, Sony has not done anything yet. Um, right. Because they, they're weird like that. I think they might wait until July, honestly, which is what, next week? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, EA, the studio, they have Star Wars and stuff like that and they're doing battlefield um they might show off something next month they're they're on the 22nd that's when they actually have a, like a conference to show off games i don't know why they decided to do there so late but um i fear if, I, I feel if like if we're ever going to see anything star wars related it's going to be uh, until the uh, on the 22nd well that's probably when we're also going to see like a gameplay demo for like battlefield 2042 or that's when they're going to announce one so it's still gonna it's still a ways away. But yeah, EA is on the twenty second of July, so I'll be watching that when it comes out. Hopefully. Are there any yeah. oh, you go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, are there any just out of curiosity, is what, are there any new Star Wars games in development? I mean I I haven't I haven't really paid attention. That's what I was Yeah, about. so um there's uh I know at least two right now. Um so the thing with there's this Nintendo showed off an exclusive a while back. Uh, I think it was called Star Wars Hunters. It was just a cinematic trailer. Um, and okay. it's, it's going to be exclusive to Nintendo Switch. I'm not too excited for this one because it seems to be like a, it's almost just, it's a mobile game ex- ported to uh, the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's going to be a right. hero, it's going to be a hero shooter basically. So who knows how that go? But now Ubisoft is working on a Star Wars game for I. I can tell. Um, no information has been dropped on that. Other than I think that it's been, it's gonna, it's like open world. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. 
So no one, I, I don't, I don't know where the setting of it is. I don't know. Oh yeah, they, they actually, yeah, Ubisoft actually like announced that they were working on one. So that was like a while back. Because don't the thing, because EA had a contract with Disney to have the, the the publishing rights for ten years, I believe, back when Disney purchased uh, Lucasfilm. Right. Um, so that contract is essentially done and over with. Because I think they actually like like Disney got out of that contract and they got rid of it because there were like very few games that came out from the EA uh, deal that were good. So what happened um, was uh, basically Lucasfilm games took over. That's the new publishing studio. And now they're basically giving developers rights to develop games for them. That's why we have that Indiana Jones game from Bethesda. We have this Star Wars open world game from Ubisoft. And now um, we have that one game for uh, uh, Nintendo. And essentially, I think we're going back to the uh, quote-unquote golden age for Star Wars games. Because now we have creativity in in Evolve. Because we have a a lot of developers now doing this. As we're we're getting a new Lego Star Wars game later. We don't, I don't know when that was coming out. Um, We are going to be getting... Uh, I believe it's been confirmed at this point there's going to be a KOTOR remake, a Knights of the Republic remake. A remaster or remake? Remake. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah so a remake, that's a, a complete rebuild from the ground up. Wow. And a, a remaster is um just a like touch for the graphics and make it look nice. Gotcha, so okay. The fact that it's a remake is, seems very interesting. Yeah. Um, if, if we're talking about like games I want to see done, in the future for like Star Wars games. Sure. I want I, I want to see a Republic Commando game because Republic Commando 1 was a it's fantastic and I would love to see either a new Republic Commando or like a continuation of that story because it was a phenomenal uh game. It was a it's a it's a squad-based first-person shooter. You play as a Republic Commando right after the end of episode 2 between episode 3 and you, you you play as um the guy called Boss essentially that's your nickname and you're in this uh, squad called Delta Squad and basically you, you you have each of these characters you're with has um the own unique personality uh was it there's um Scorch he's yellow he has the uh he's like the explosive expert uh Sev is a sniper and then Fixer is like the tech or slash hacker essentially. And you would all basically the game revolves around you going through these missions, and the main core part was knowing when to give an order to your squad of like uh, delay suppressing fire over here or stay over here and like do some covering fire. It's really fun. It's a really cool franchise and honestly an underrated Star Wars game that no, not a lot of people talk about. Cool. Um, I want to shift gears for a second. Oh yeah, go ahead. I know, I know, because this is something that caught my attention, of course. The new Indiana Jones game. I know there's not, I know there's not much known about it, but can I, I, I do know there, I want to shed some light on something. Uh, I am a big fan of the Indiana Jones video games that have come out in the past, Lego Indiana Jones. I'm a big fan of the, actually, I, I was a fan of Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings. Yeah, yeah, that was the one for the Wii, I believe you played. That was, yeah, I remember the, uh, the Staff. Yeah, the, this game came out for the Wii, and when I had when I played my Wii, 
I would play this game. I thought the, I thought the graphics at the time for this movie was really great. Yeah, it was, it was 2011 or 12 though, or nine or I forget whatever. But I thought this game was actually the story of it was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought the story of it. Okay, Indy has to find Moses' staff. He has to, and then he, he winds up in the in the hands of like the Germans. It's like 1939. It's right after the Last Crusade. There was a multiplayer option. You could play as his dad at some points on a different story. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting, but what what I mean, looking at this, look at these graphics now. I mean, it's, they don't look that appealing today. But back in yeah. two thousand nine or ten, I mean, that was it. You know, right? The new Indiana Jones game. Um, I'm excited because can you imagine the graphics for this type of game, this character in this environment today? Yeah, that uh, that there's a lot of potential for it. Um. I mean, I am ready, man. I am beyond ready to see. Look, I might buy. I'm, I, I'm saying this on record. I might get an Xbox, whatever, or PlayStation, whatever. Probably an Xbox. If they announce this game, I might actually either I'm going to come over to your place and play it, or you're going to have to come over to mine and we're going to play it together. Like, yeah. I, I am that thoroughly excited to see this game through because i'm I'm, for those who know me for any period of time on the the internet i'm a big indiana jones freak Mm -hmm. um but and this trailer even this this like 10 second teaser trailer just stole my mind yeah so so the only thing though was this trailer though that you have to remember is um it's a cinematic so it's not representation of a final gameplay of what it's going to look like but the thing is now next gen graphics are looking phenomenal so i've heard that yeah. yeah you're you're pretty much guaranteed for a good looking game i i'm 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 like i mean this is just like this would this is just what it looks like here but can you imagine like this i mean i don't care what i don't care what story it is it could be indian jones in the kingdom of the crystal ghost skull 2 for all i care and i'll still be excited because the graphics look that great mm-hmm. um but i am thoroughly excited for this game oh yeah and yeah. i like i and they said but Bethesda is doing it as well yeah yeah bethesda is the uh publisher for it um okay so it's probably going to be an exclusive to xbox since Microsoft now owns Bethesda. Oh, so it will be Xbox probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, once more information comes out, I, I'll let, I'll let you know immediately. Please do. I'm cause I'm thoroughly, I mean, look, there have been, there's like two major Indiana Jones games over the past, like 20, 25 years. And it, it was Steph Kings and Emperor's Tomb, but the graphics for Emperor's Tomb looked so it was from the nineties too. Oh no, that's the fate of Atlantis. I'm thinking of the wrong one. This is the one from 2003. Mm. Uh, I, this I've one. never heard of this one. Yeah, this game, I mean, coming from me, I mean, the, the graphic, it came out like 2005, three, something like that. I mean, it's, it's, it was meant for the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. First you, generation console. The first the first Xbox, not Xbox 360 or anything. Yeah. Um, this is like, this, for those of you who are listening to it, you won't be able to actually see it. But if you Google Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, this, the actual quality of the graphics were. For 2003, they were great, but for 2021, they looked like crap. Yeah. So, but I am, I am very, very. It's for the PS2 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but way back then. So I, I'm excited though for a new Indiana Jones video. Game. And it's funny, the Indiana Jones video game, uh, Staff of Kings. You could play Fate of Atlantis on it, which was pretty funny. Oh, what was Fate of Atlantis? Uh, the story goes. If you need to know the story, uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Uh, and the fate of Atlantis. This video game came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, look at it. If, if, like I said, for those you're listening, oh, it was a point and click adventure. Yeah, it was like for like a computer. Yeah, and you could play it online and stuff like that. But like this game was like basically he's he's finding Atlantis. Um, that mm-hmm. not to like rip up the exact title, but like this is like basically he, where he just goes. I'll show you the, a little bit of it. Basically, he goes and he's um, a click from Lucas Arts in '92. Oh my god! And he basically Indiana Jones has to. Uh, on the eve of World War II, he comes across an archaeology professor, and he basically, long story short, he has to find a uh, the the Atlantis to save uh, uh, the world against the Nazis or something like that, to some extent like that. But it was a very great story. I was able to play it on the Staff of Kings game, which is a pin feature, apparently. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I was able to play this game on, on that game as well. I remember so clearly, I was like, oh, my God, I'm playing another game on another game. <laughs> Um, but like, there's so, the Indiana Jones like lore in general. It's like there's a lot of stories that can go about it for the new game as well. It could be a brand new idea too. We have no idea yet. Nice. But I'm I am curious to see where they go with it. I, I mean, aside from the graphics, I'm excited for. But as far as just a new Indiana Jones product in general, because we haven't gotten anything in a long time. Oh yeah. I'm I'm ready for that too. So. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything else for do you? I mean, but you you gotta let me know though. You gotta let me know if anything comes out. Oh yeah, I definitely will. Um. So, uh, let's see. What anything? What else was the big points of the E3? Are, are there any questions currently going on? Uh, at the moment, no. Okay. So you're, um, you're fine. Go ahead. So uh, other than that, that was mainly E3. Um, yeah. Except oh, Sony has not done anything yet. Uh, yeah. And when Sony does stuff, we can always do another stream as well for that stuff. True. As well. True. I mean, well, when is the actual? When is their event? When is it in July? Oh, we, I don't know yet. They haven't announced anything. That's the thing. Okay. Um, EA Fair, has I, EA has just planned theirs for for the twenty second. Um, but uh, that's they're mainly just probably going to show off Madden, like the next sports games. Sports games, right? Like, um, which aren't good. I must or two K or two K fourteen, you know, stuff like that. I think I think two K is actually done by Activision, so that's a different developer or something like that. Um, wait, just wondering, have you heard any? Uh, did uh, I know this may not be E three, but did anyone say anything about Guitar Hero coming back? I heard something about that at one point. Oh no, actually, it wasn't Guitar Hero. Um, Rock Band. There was, there was another music game at Ubisoft called Rocksmith. Now Rocksmith is actually is interesting in which um. You used your control, your guitar as the controller. Rocksmith Plus is the one they announced at E3 this week, a couple weeks. So this is the old one from like 2014. The new one, uh, this simply called is same title as a plus on the end. Okay. Um, the game that you get on your computer, and you hook up your phone to your guitar, tune it, anything like that, and then you play on your actual guitar, and you learn how to play songs. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, because it's, like, it's, it's like a teaching service for guitar. It's very interesting, actually, kind of cool of an idea. But it's a game as well. You said, sort of, yeah. It's um, well, it's, as, it's as you see, game, from, yeah, yeah, game. It's it's more like a learning system for like uh, instruments. That's funny. And in this in Rocksmith Plus, um, they they have I believe an option for bass as well, so you can learn guitar and bass if you wanted. Oh, that's in, sick. Twenty fourteen, it was just the guitar, I believe. But now it's the base as well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that existed. I might have to get my Xbox all set up, you know. Uh, but because I heard somewhere like about a year or two ago, maybe five years ago, I don't even know, but Guitar Hero was coming back to some capacity. I 
don't remember hearing anything about that because I, I feel like Guitar Hero is almost a bit of a dead franchise at this point. Um, yeah, I, unfortunately, but yeah. Same, unfortunately, same thing as Rock Band. It hasn't been a new Rock Band game in ages. Um, or, or even ba- they, they, then they started to the com- combine it with Band Hero. Remember that? Like that, that was uh, that was Guitar Hero's version of Rock Band or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they didn't announce. I haven't heard anything from that franchise in a while. I think that franchise is honestly dead in the water at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I think Live was the last uh, version that came out, and I don't think that was well received, which is yeah. unfortunate. But um, yeah, it was a fun game too. Game. But yeah, played a lot of Rock Band uh, when I was younger. Yeah, I remember that. Rock band. I haven't seen a lot of rock band. <laughs> We're playing Lego Rock Band. It was that was great. Remember that? Yeah. Rock Band three, and they have the drum set too. Yeah, I had Rock Band two, and then the Lego one. The Lego Rock Band was a great move. Yeah, it was such a weird thing, but it was so fun. It was. I mean, the the Lego characters are like that's uh, a fair way of like they're saying like Lego Freddie Mercury. Yeah, there it is, right there. There's a Lego Queen. Too funny. Too funny, guys. Um, do any, is there any other comments for like E3 or any other games and stuff, or do you have anything else to say? Um, I guess as was, I guess my main takeaway from E3, the one I'm most excited for, is Elden Ring. Um, that, that yeah, the, for my top three, I guess yeah, let me give a top three, I guess for E3. Sure. So, go ahead. Um, my top three is gonna be Forza Horizon Five for number three. What was it again? I'm sorry. Forza Horizon Five. I got it. Um, that I already have it wish listed on my uh, Steam account already. Car um, game. Yeah. Number two is going to be Metroid Dread. Okay. And then number one is Elden Ring. Elder Ring. Or Elden Ring, yeah. Elden, sorry. Not, not, not the Elder Ring. <laughs> um, cool. Oh, uh, this. I mean, e, E3, I mean, like I said, I didn't follow it, but you followed it closely. That's why I wanted to have you on tonight. Oh, yeah, it's like a tradition i follow it each year because it's always something for that i look forward to yeah that's awesome i i i'm i mean like i said i'm thoroughly excited to see what comes out of the sony announcements as well mm-hmm. um we and whenever that may be you will talk about this off camera and off yeah and if, and if anything worthwhile comes out from ea i'll let you know yeah let me know and then we if you want to if you're available next time we could shoot um another one of these because we've been going for an hour so yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so I mean, so do you have any other comments for E3 at all? You're all set though. Um, I just uh, this like I said this year was kind of underwhelming in terms of E3 being virtual and stuff like that. So I think next year is probably going to be better. Then we're going to have more titles to talk about. I feel um, and more stuff to show off because the cinematic game, the games that are just cinematic this year, like again like Starfield, that was only a cinematic trailer. We won't be able to see much until next year. So hopefully next year we'll be able to see some more games and stuff that we want to see, and it'll be in person. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited to find out what comes out in E3 2022. So. Yeah. Well, I think that just about does it. I want to thank my good man, Asma Verth, a.k.a. Andrew Schultz in the chat board. Uh, no, excuse me, not the chat board. Helping us, help me out tonight for some E3 announcements that came out over – the course of E3, which we've been getting, we were meaning to get do the, get get this on air for you guys, and we did it tonight. Uh, thank you so much for watching. You guys are amazing. 
Um, and like I said, when Sony comes out with their announcements, and also you said EA as well, yeah, right? EA is on the 22nd. Okay, all right. Well, I, I won't be here. Uh, I'll explain that in another video. But like, um, but basically, look, when that time comes, we'll have to cover some other stuff then too. You know, that'd be fine as well. And uh, we could definitely do some streaming at some point then. So sounds good, my guy. Thank you so much for coming on, by the way. It was a great pleasure having you. Oh, I love being on this. Yes, and nothing better than being on the Super View show, you know. <laughs> well, um, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. You guys are astounding. We hope you like what you've seen here. And we hope you like it. If you heard, subscribe to this YouTube channel for all of your video game updates whenever we have them for you. And uh, it's a pleasure doing this for you guys tonight. Hopefully you guys enjoy this, and we'll see you guys uh, next time. Peace out, everyone.